Clubbers, this is your editor-in-chief, John Tatey, and it is time once again for Mom on Pop. It's the podcast where my mom, Bonnie Tatey, you know her, you love her, I love her too, offers her opinions on all manner of pop culture. Mom, you ready to go? I'm ready. It's been a little bit. I'm sorry. We've been traveling. There's been holidays. We're back at it. That's right. Uh, Where have you been traveling? I know you've been out and about. Well, I traveled to Delaware to see my sister. Delaware. I'm not even sure if I've ever been to Delaware. There's not much there. No. Well, it's not a very big state, I suppose. True. And it's very ordinary. And (laughs) um, Well, there went there went 152nd of our listeners. Yeah, there's our uh, Delaware contingent gone. Well, the thing is, we went, I went back so that we could go back and look at the old family house that we grew up in. Which is not in Delaware, right? Right. It's in, it's in Pennsylvania. Right. And I don't recommend it to anyone. Was the house still there? The house was still there. It looked a little shabby. Everything was much, much, much smaller than I remembered. Sure. And I wouldn't do it. I just, your memories are so much better. Even if they're fake, they're just better. Really? It was that disappointing? It was very disappointing. There used to be a little store at the end of the street that my mother would send me down to get a loaf of bread occasionally. And I said to him, and it used to seem like, oh my God, I got to walk to the store. Yeah. And I said to my sister, well, let's walk down to the store. And I think it took, it maybe took 30 seconds, and we (laughs) even stopped to look at a house on the way. So your perception is just not right on. Yeah, definitely. I mean... You don't have that, because... I don't think you do. What do you? What What is it like for you when you come back here? Well, yeah, it's not quite like that. Uh, you know, the where we live is so rural that the I think that the sense of scale maybe isn't as distorted. But you know, I used to ride my bike around the loop, um, which right? for listeners is just this sort of circle of roads in our uh, part of town, and that used to seem like quite a journey. And now it's just like that's over as soon as it begins. The loop no, is not very long. Four miles is not quite over. Well, it just you know that seemed almost insurmountable as a kid. It was a real accomplishment right. to ride your bike all the way around the loop. Yes, yes. But no, I don't and have I that quite would, as much. I also would like to touch on the fact that before I tell you some other things about the trip, but I would like to start with the fact that I know we don't get all dolled up to get on the plane and travel anymore, <laughs> but yeah. it was pretty impressive at the low bar that was set for people getting on the plane. Oh, yeah? How so? Pretty shocking. What were people wearing that you objected to? Well, some girl had on a pair of shorts that her buns were exposed (laughs) while she was standing up. Yeah. (laughs) And the guy that was sitting next to me on the trip down got on and took his shoes off and had his bare feet out the whole time. Oh, yeah, people do that. He had no socks on. It's disgusting. But you wouldn't object if someone were wearing flip-flops, would you? <sighs> you see their feet then. I know. I know, but at least it's 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 like a small attempt at civility. Right. You the the basic toe thong structure of the of the flip-flop is your that's your low bar. 
for airplane yes. apparel is what you're saying. Anything yes. more that exposes more foot than that is beyond the pale. Right. Okay. Right. Because when you throw that leg up over your knee, oh, you know, come on. Oh, he crossed his legs, really? Ugh. He was disgusting. So the foot was hovering. It wasn't just calmly placed on the floor of the airplane. It was hovering right. in midair. Right. And nobody says anything. Nobody says, like, hey, do you mind not being such a pig and putting your shoe back on? No, you got to be tolerant on an airplane. I know. Because, you know, who knows who has a gun with them? You know, I flew for the first time with a baby recently. Yes. We took baby Leo down to Oklahoma, where Anna's family lives, and he was a very good boy both ways. But when people are getting on the plane, <laughs> um, they really make they make little attempt to hide the fact that, oh, here's here's a baby. Oh, and, right. and, and I just hate you. This, you uh, used to be like that. I'm, I was. Um, I, in recent years, I stopped doing that because I a, a couple times I flew with um, single mothers who had their babies or at least mothers who were flying alone with their babies. I don't know what their situation okay. was. I yeah. just started to think like, well, what can they do? You know, so I, I, and I'm glad, and I'm glad I changed my tack before I had a baby. So I'm not a complete hypocrite. But yeah. in the last couple of years, I have not complained, and I've, in fact, have tried to be nice to people who have babies. Um, also, one time I flew to Japan, a 13-hour flight with a baby who cried the whole way. Um, I believe you did complain about that. Oh, I did. Uh, yeah, I was very angry about that. Um, and so why I bring that up to say that I feel like I've paid my dues. So if my baby cries, uh, I don't really feel that bad about it because I've listened to other people's babies cry any number of times. But he didn't cry. But people are so surly even before he cried. But then once it was once the flight was over and I went to get him out of his uh, seat, you know, people were saying, oh, I didn't even know there was a baby on the plane. And I was very <laughs> proud of him. Yes, yes. Well, hopefully he's on to more accomplishments. Yes, hopefully that's just the beginning. But uh, it is very stressful. But they didn't give him his wings, I heard. No, you know, it was just one of those little commuter jets. I, I guess I should have asked, but I really didn't care either. Well, I, you know, fine. Yeah, I uh, think you're more into the tchotchkes. Yeah, I like the tchotchkes. <laughs> I love a good tchotchke. Yeah, I know you do. And then on the way home... There, we were sitting in there in the waiting area, and you know they have a, a television that says uh, "15 minutes till boarding," you know, "11 minutes till boarding," mm -hmm. which came and went, and we waited another 10 or 15 minutes, and there was no gate agent there. And uh, the pilot came back off the plane and says to me, "What's going on?" He says <laughs> to me in the waiting area, "What's going on?" And I oh, like, boy. I don't, I don't even know if I want to get on yeah, this Yeah, that really puts you at ease, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, if I'm running it. <laughs> so we got on, and now listen to this. Listen to this. Mm -hmm. the, the pilot comes out then when everybody's on the plane mm -hmm. and says to the eight or is it ten people in first class, we're really happy to have you aboard. We hope this is a good flight for you. Please enjoy yourself. Please fly with us. We really appreciate your business. And we can all hear this. But it's for first class only? Yes. 
Don't you think that's absurd? <laughs> I guess I guess I wouldn't really care. Did you? Well, you know, it's insulting to me. And then, and then when it's time for the drink service, although we've been watching these first-class people uh, for a 50-minute flight, I don't know who needs to drink two Heinekens, but the man in front of me did. But when it's time for our drink service, they put this mesh curtain and snap it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm familiar with right it. That you right through. <laughs> Like what? They're getting filet mignon and we're getting a half a can of Coke in the back here? What is that all about? Well, next time pay for a first-class ticket. For 50 minutes? I don't think so. Well, don't complain then. Well, then don't put the mesh curtain up because it's... <laughs> what is that all about? That's ridiculous. It's just to remind you of your place. Well, I don't appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Did you well, do anything gonna... actually in Delaware? We've heard about Pennsylvania, and we've heard about the flight. Was there anything? Did anything happen in Delaware itself? Hey, I'm trying to give you the complete picture of what this was. Oh, I appreciate it. Believe me, I'm not objecting to the details we've gotten so far, but I'm just wondering if you did anything nearer to your sister's home. Well, we did do something close to her home, but it still was in um, Pennsylvania. Okay. Wait a second. Toast is eating a plastic bag. Oh, jeez. I'm sorry. It has catnip in it. Um, so we went to this cross-stitch shop that I used to go to because I wanted to get... Did you go the to the material. strawberry sampler? Yes. The strawberry sampler. Oh, man. A boring chapter in so many summer trips down to the beach. Today, we're going to be bored out of our minds because we're going to you drive not hours. You have to go. Well, I went a number of times, that's for sure. Yeah, I know. Mm. So okay. we went, but it wasn't there. So we went into a store. The strawberry said, sampler wasn't there? It wasn't there. Oh, okay. Because it, it had moved. All right, go ahead. Okay. So, but we, so we went into a store where the strip mall that it used to be in and said, where's the strawberry sampler? And this woman said, oh, they're up at the spring something mall now. It's a, it's a little strip mall. It's right near thigh noodles. It's right near the thigh noodles, right past the thigh noodles. Oh, jeez. And I thought, what the <laughs> hell is she talking about? This is, you know, it's almost ringing a bell, but it's not. Yeah. Because I'm trying to figure out the directions. And it isn't until we're there that I realized she's saying Thai noodles. Right. <laughs> How could she not know that? I don't know. It was so weird. And so, anyway, that was that, was that story. But then we went, then we were going to have crabs. Mm -hmm. Did you get that picture I sent you? I just saw it, yeah. you got to stop sending me stuff on Facebook, because I'm just not on there very much, except, I guess, when I'm doing the Facebook Live videos. But someone else hooks all that up for me. And how do we know when that's going to happen? You know, like, I would have liked to have seen today's whole show about swag, but I didn't. I love looking at the swag. Well, you were just complaining before we started recording that you thought the swag was crummy. Well, I did. <laughs> <laughs> but I still like to see it and see if you're going to say something funny about it. Although you were very sweet about everything, I thought. Was I? I don't know. I thought it was a good haul. Did you? 
I did. Who but needs a juice box of ectoplasma? Ecto cooler? Oh, that's so nostalgic, though. And it came oh. in that cool Ghostbusters box. Well, you know, this is this is what I'm going to say to all you people that make swag. More pens. We want more pens. <laughs> I like to write with a funny pen, you know? Okay, I'm sorry that I gave away the Powerpuff Girls pens to the readers. That's fine. I'm actually not sorry. They deserve it. Well, what do I deserve? I don't know. Different pens, I guess. I'll go to the drugstore and buy you a pack of Bix. How's that? Funny. High quality American pens. Sure, they're funny. They got a pit cap that comes on and off. It's hours no. of entertainment. No, they're not funny. I want a flamingo pen or, or like my other pen that I'm not going to say again because, but I do did use that every day. Your epic Mickey pen. Yes. Why wouldn't you say that? Because you said, oh, you're really getting a lot of mileage out of that. Well, you'd use it for a long time. Epic Mickey came out, I don't know, in 19-dickety-2. Well, there you go. Now I need another one. Does anybody have an Epic Mickey pen they don't need? No, nobody does. Everybody else threw theirs away. Fine. So we go to the crab place. <laughs> yeah. It couldn't be any shadier. It couldn't be any shadier. There's no air conditioning. There's there's hardly anybody in the store paying attention and we go to the back, and my sister orders the crabs, and we go and sit down. And this man in the filthiest T-shirt I have ever seen, he's the cook, comes out to count the crabs. But before he can do that, he pulls off his T-shirt, and fortunately he had a, can I say this, a wife beater sure. underneath? Sure, yeah. Yeah, a tank top undershirt, but I yeah, right, okay. people know what you're talking about. Okay, well, I don't want to insult anybody. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. And uh, so, which is just as filthy as anything. He's hairy, and he slaps this T-shirt up on the counter and rips the arm off, <laughs> and then rips that and ties it around his head to absorb all the sweat that he's oh, sweating. Oh, no. I kid you not. I kid you not. Uh, so he, he, let me get this straight. He tore off the sleeve of his, his filthy outer t-shirt that he had on <laughs> over the wife beater. Yes. And fashioned that into some sort of bandana around his head. Yes. Wow. And then he, yes. That's and pretty he crafty. Johnny, he left the rest of the T-shirt up on top of the counter <laughs> and periodically came over to wipe his whole face with it. Oh, no. no and I, I said to my sister, you know, I don't think I have ever taken you to any place in New Hampshire that is as raunchy as this place is with sketchy people. My God. How was the crab? Excellent. Excellent. Did you get pinched? Uh no, they're dead. They're they're cooked. Good. So silly. But I think I'm more a lobster girl, you know. Well, yeah, that's a that's a good New Englander right there. Yeah. Of course, not that you're from New England, but you've adopted but, that as your homeland, haven't you? That's right. Yeah, that's right. I understand you want some binge watching recommendations from the listeners. Is that right? I do because I have been watching. Uh, you know, a couple of different shows, but now I was watching 
uh, criminal minds, but I find that that I'm scaring myself. So I need some other recommendations. Too scary. So we need listeners to recommend binge watch shows that are less scary than criminal minds. Right. Is that right? That's what right. are some of your binge watch highlights? What I know you binge watched uh, Silicon Valley a few weeks yes. ago and you didn't you weren't crazy about that show. Have you continued watching it? Yes. You have. Yes. Hasn't this been a great season? Well, it has. It's been interesting, but it's it's um it, one thing it's teaching me is to to don't get too attached to any idea. Right. Right. Any idea of what Pied Piper is going to be, you mean? That's right. Yeah, because it changes almost every week, right? Constantly. Constantly. But now that I've embraced that, it's more fun. Oh, good. Well, I, I thought you might I thought you might enjoy it. I thought... I'm not crazy about the language, you know. Okay, so you want some binge-watching recommendations. Should we have people tweet them to you? Yeah, that would be good. Okay, tweet some binge-watch recommendations for the summer. Uh, and you, what do you have access to? Netflix, HBO? Yeah, both of them. Are you willing to buy DVDs? Yes. Yeah. Do you know how to play the DVDs? Do you have a DVD player set up there? No, I don't know how to play them, but I'm sure Dad does. Okay. Okay. So tweet your summer binge watching recommendations to at Moxie NH. That's M O X I E N H. Not M O X Y. Sometimes people get mixed up. It's M O X I E N H. That's mom. And uh, we'll talk about some of them on the, on the next podcast. How's that? That'll be good. But can I just say one more thing? Yeah. I don't like, I don't like zombies either. Okay, no zombies and nothing uh, as scary or scarier than Criminal Minds. Right. Hey, I've got a couple of uh, Dear Abby letters here for you, Mom, so we can play Was Abby Right? All right, I haven't read a good one, so I can't imagine what you've picked out. This one is headlined, Gift of Nude Calendar Causes Hiccup oh. at Family Dinner Party. Do you remember this one? Yeah. Okay. Dear Abby... During a recent family dinner, my uncle presented an odd gift to everyone there. He's in his mid-fifties and involved in the community and government of a small town. He and other, quote, public figures, most of them older, decided to publish a calendar. On each page, there is a nude photo of an aging community luminary posing with strategically placed objects covering his or her goods. To say the least, the photos are not flattering, funny, or particularly modest. Well, yeah, that's kind of the idea, isn't it? Not only did my uncle give one to every family member, including my 80-year-old grandparents, but he took pains to point out his photo. The awkward silence that followed ruined an otherwise nice family dinner. Did this gift cross the line? Is there a rule of etiquette regarding risque pictures of oneself? And how do I make sure I never have to see any other family members in their birthday suits without my consent? Signed, flabbergasted in the heartland. <laughs> flabbergasted. Should have just signed it old fart. Yeah, in the heartland too. What a touch. They're saying like we're, we're real good, clean Americans here. We don't need any That's of this right. nude. That's right. Okay, I'll read the, I'll read the answer here and then we can uh, get your take on it. Abby replies, Dear Flab, Personally, I think the premise of the calendar is a hoot. While your uncle may have wanted to shock the family, I'm sure he didn't intend to offend anyone. 
A movie was made a few years ago about a group of older women in an English village who did something similar to raise money for charity. I'm sorry your family was offended, but I'm sure they'll recover, and so will you. In the future, don't accept any gifts from this relative unless they have a warning label. First, let me say that I think dear Abby missed the boat on this. Okay, how so? Well, who cares what she thinks about it personally? And that there was a movie made about it. I don't think she really addressed this person's problem. Okay. If you will. Hmm. Yeah, the person was asking if there's... But, I mean, the person asks, is there a rule of etiquette regarding risque pictures of oneself? It's such a stupid question, don't you think, Mom? Yeah, I mean, of course it's a breach of etiquette to show naked pictures of yourself, but it's a family dinner. It's all in good fun. I might have waited until after dinner... Well, and that isn't really clear. It's not like he uh, no, it's not. dealt them out at the dinner table right right with the uh, pumpkin pie right. and all that. Maybe you know? he did. Dessert. Speaking of whipped cream, you know, it, it just, it, it, it's so harmless. And if you didn't like it, then you, you just leave it on the end table and go home. <laughs> right? Yeah. So let's and, say... And, and, as far as being outraged for other people, what a waste of time. I agree. That's stupid. Uh, so I think the credibility goes right out the door on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I do. And and let's face it, everybody's everybody in a community, there's lots and lots of people making those calendars. Yeah. It's a thing they're people fundraisers do. And yeah. They're just... Funny, you know. How could you be angry about something like this? I don't this? know. I don't know. What? I really think it's uh, it's people that you don't like in the first place, and you're just looking for something. I think you've got something there. Yep. Not a fan of this uncle, flabbergasted. Right. Yeah. Right. And maybe he's a jerk. Who knows? But still. So the question is: Was Abby right? And you may disagree with Abby's approach, but it sounds like you agree with her overall take i think so are you gonna you can't call her wrong on this one i don't think can you no okay no so abby gets out of this one okay it sounds like yeah okay maybe you should have your own advice column here on the podcast what do you think of that love it okay we'll we'll set up an email address askmom at avclub.com send your advice questions to askmom at avclub.com and uh, if we get some good ones we'll do a little advice column right here on the show. That would be fun. All right. Good. Uh, but now we must turn to the main event, which is your pop culture review. Uh, this time I asked you to watch Captain America Civil War. You went out to the movies. You've been going yeah. out to the movies a lot for this show. Yeah. Do you like going to the theater? Just I mean, putting the film itself aside, we'll get to that. But do you like the experience of going to the movie theater? I like it because we usually go on Tuesday when nobody else mm, is there. That's nice, yeah. But I hate it when other people are there. <laughs> uh, you, do you really? Because people well, are rude? No, actually, I have to say the audiences uh, at the theaters where we go to, I've never been in a theater with more than 14 people, and they've always been good moviegoers. Yeah, the crowd never gets too rowdy at the New Hampshire theaters. That's right. Yeah. That's right. 
Okay, so uh, you watched Captain America Civil War. Let me set it up, and then we'll talk about it. Captain America Civil War is the latest entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it kicked off the 2016 summer blockbuster season with a story of strife among the super. When the United Nations proposes to regulate the activities of superheroes in the wake of some bombastic superpower-infused disasters... The formerly copacetic Marvel buddies split along ideological lines, with Team Iron Man accepting the need for government control and Team Captain America holding firm for the cause of independence. Here's a clip. Tony, if someone dies on your watch, you don't give up. Who said we're giving up? We are for not taking responsibility for our actions. This document just shifts the blame. Sorry, Steve, that... that is dangerously arrogant. This is the United Nations we're talking about. It's not the World Security Council. It's not S.H.I.E.L.D., it's not Hydra. No, but it's run by people with agendas, and agendas change. That's good. That's why I'm here. When I realized what my weapons were capable of in the wrong hands, I shut it down, stopped manufacturing. Tony, you chose to do that. If we sign this, we surrender our right to choose. What if this panel sends us somewhere we don't think we should go? What if there's somewhere we need to go, and they don't let us? We may not be perfect, but the safest hands are still our own. If we don't do this now, it's going to be done to us later. Mom, were you Team Cap, Team Iron Man, or Team Nobody? Oh, Johnny. I can't tell you how much I hated this movie. <laughs> they, this movie was so bad, they should show it in prison to people that aren't behaving. <laughs> really? I hated this. Okay, what did you hate about it? So many things. So many things. Okay, this is what I hated. The fights were done so that you couldn't really see them. They were just, whir, 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 whir. okay? Too much motion? Is that the sound of motion? Yes. Can okay. you tell? I could. I just wanted to make sure. Too fast. You can't see what's going on. So whatever genius was happening, you couldn't even see it. I thought the story was stupid. I thought... Uh, I did like um, Robert Downey Jr. You did like, like him. I did. I thought it was nice to see him back in the saddle. I mean, I know he's been back in the saddle, but... You, you know. haven't seen him as Iron Man before. That is correct. Okay. And do you that enjoyed is- his performance? Or did you just like seeing the fact that he, he's getting work? I like to see him working. I get that. <laughs> so you didn't care about Iron Man one way or the other. Oh, I hated everybody in this movie... I thought the premise was stupid, and I thought the premise was stupid because it's always been, for me, fantasy that this group with their superpowers and not so tied up in now the government's going to control them, the government isn't going to control them. I thought that was too much reality to poke into the fantasy. Hmm. Really? I actually liked the groundedness of of the I mean, I liked that the Civil War had a somewhat plausible um, rationale. And I think you probably didn't emphasize somewhat quite enough. <laughs> well, I think if you're going to see a movie where people can telekinetically move an explosion to a different part of the sky and have amazing full armor bodysuits that give them super strength, you, I mean, aren't you signing up for something of a suspension of disbelief? Yeah. 
Yeah, so don't bring in the reality of government into it. I see, I see. You want it all to be over the top. Yeah, and it was confusing to me who was who. All their colors were were not very distinctive mm. until you see them a lot. I, I had a lot of trouble with with watching it. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It definitely does. I... I have not watched superhero movies in a while. It's not really something that I'm into. Yeah. We did watch Guardians of the Galaxy last year, and you enjoyed that, right? I did. Yes, I did. Okay, so you're not sour on superhero movies in general. We both liked that movie. Um, But I did go into this one not knowing who everybody is, but I was okay with that, actually. I found it kind of relaxing, in fact, to not know who all these people were. Well, if you hadn't said to me you know, go in and be relaxed about it, I would have been very tense because it really took me uh, quite some time to grasp who was who. And and then again, within them, it was who's for this, who's against this, going, going, uh, choosing to be under the auspices of the of the government. What did you think about that issue? Do you think the United Nations should have control over superheroes or not? No. Do you think the superhero should be independent? I do. Why is that? Um, because I think they're they're out to do good, so I would just let them have their their full steam. I mean, I trust them as much as I trust the government. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. Sounds like you're on uh, team cap then. Well, I guess, but still. Yeah, I mean, I think the government gets involved in a lot of stuff and screws stuff up and then says they didn't screw stuff up. And, you know, they're not really held accountable sometimes. And and yet they're asking this group that can do wonderful things to be um, squashed under their thumb. I think I think you're better off letting them go. They create a lot of mayhem, though. Well, they do. But maybe they could maybe they could control that a little bit. I guess I enjoyed the fact that superhero comic books and movies and TV shows have been around for so long. Uh, I I guess I like that the movie sort of explored the consequences of what it would actually be like to have these powerful people in the world. And there's an interesting point made uh, in the film about how this much power concentrated in so few people basically invites a challenge. You're asking for for um, evildoers to to challenge this center of power. That made a lot of sense to me. Yeah, it does make sense. And yet it brings them out of the woodwork so you know who's who. Oh, good point. It exposes but, the evildoers, you're saying. Right. Hmm. Well, you're very much Team Cap. Well, I didn't mean to be. <laughs> okay, what else did you hate about this movie? Well, the... At the end of it, when it was over, and I stood up and I said, oh, my God, thank heavens, that's over. It started up again. <laughs> After the credits, you mean? No, I guess it was before the credits. It kind of like, it went to, to black, and, and then I stood up and stretched, and the movie came back on again. for. Oh, you for had whatever. to sit down in a hurry? I sat right back down, yeah, but... Did anyone yell down in front? Oh, no, we were in the last row. Really? Huh? There's only like 20 rows in this theater. Okay, yeah. But were you making out with Dad back there? No, I was with my brother. Yeah, I thought Dad went... No, Johnny. But listen to this. 
and and this is something I've been waiting to mention because I didn't want want to talk about this before. But I pulled this article. It's a, an AP article. Mm-hmm. It says, "Should Captain America have a boyfriend?" And the LGBT was um, upset that uh, Captain America did not kiss a man. Mm-hmm. Who's the LGBT? Is, was there like a gay like, rights group in yeah. there? Okay. Yeah. And this is what I what I want to say about that is that if I hadn't read this article, I wouldn't have even hardly noticed the kiss that happened. Do you know I didn't the, I didn't notice it. No, I don't know about any of this. It was just such a little blip. I mean, it didn't even matter. And I would say to these people, let's go for something bigger than than that. So there was I'm catching up now. I found this this article. So there was a okay. there was an actual kiss between Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier, and Steve Rogers. No, he kissed a girl. He kissed that oh, blonde he, girl. He kissed a girl. I see. And they're saying he should he should kiss a boy. Yeah. And where do you stand on this? Oh, uh, you know, I don't mind if anybody's gay. I'm just saying to the gay and lesbian people, let's go for something with some more substance than this. This was this was so inconsequential and so unimportant and so meaningless. I mean, I see what they're saying if they are talking about this other person, the Winter Soldier. Right. I could see if that's what... But, but the kiss was just so stupid in this movie. I don't even know why they bothered with it. Um, you know, I can understand why people want this because they want to they want to be represented because they want to feel that connection. They want to feel like th- that sense of belonging to the world. Yeah. Right. Um, right. So I understand. I don't think it's con- entirely without substance. And I think if you're going to have one of the characters be gay, Captain America is a good choice. He's quite dreamy. Well, I don't care who they pick to to be that. Um, but you know, make it make it a whole story, flesh it all out. Oh, you just yeah, you want there to be a whole arc about uh, Captain America. Right, I just don't want it to be. Uh, I got it. I got it. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, I do. I'm sorry, I misinterpreted what you were saying. So you're well, not that's saying right. that, that I wasn't being very articulate about it. But you're not saying that the request is free of substance. You're saying that they should be campaigning for something meatier uh, yes. than just a fleeting kiss. Yes. And let's all be happy. Let's all relate to it and be happy with it. <laughs> okay, I like that. Was that too naive? No, not at all. It's it's very open-minded. Well, that's what I'm going for. Well, maybe not naive, but the closed-minded point of view would be to say Captain America's straight. That's part of the character, and he's never he's never going to kiss a boy. Well, that's ridiculous. Uh, all right. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about in regard to Captain America: Civil War? Oh, you know, I just want to say. I thought it, this movie tried a little hard. I thought it really worked at itself. Hmm. How so? I just thought everything was, it felt strained to me. But you didn't have that feeling. I didn't have that feeling. I I enjoyed this movie more than I thought I would, given my general boredom with superhero uh, movies. Uh, I, you know what I liked? I liked that they all called each other by their first names, and <laughs> they, I really did. Did I talk yeah. about this with you already? I, I don't remember. No. 
I like that they all just referred to each other as people, and it made me feel it made it feel more real to me. Again, I'm using that term advisedly since I realized this is a crazy superhero movie with explosions right. and lasers and whatnot. Um, but I I felt like I was part of a really plausible little community of heroes. I like the familiarity of it. And I have to say, going into it, and you touched on this, uh, so I'll see what you think of it. I asked our film editor, Alex Dowd, look, I get bored at these superhero movies, especially in the fight scenes, when it just seems like it's one demigod going against another, and it's hard for me to care at that point because everybody's so powerful and it's so unrealistic you know typically a fight a fight between two humans feels visceral and and real but sometimes with all the special effects it doesn't feel like much and he said hey just watch how the director fits people into the frame and how the director you know allows you to follow the bombastic motion and appreciate the composition of the scenes and i did uh, and I enjoyed that part of it, especially that airport fight, which I thought was a lot of fun. But it sounds like you had a harder time following the action. Is that right? I did have a hard time to follow the action. And, and you know, I listen to you as you talk about Fargo and um, Game of Thrones and things that you mm-hmm. you enjoy talking about the timing of when people are in the scene and out of the scene right. and what's included in the scene and that would take another part of my brain to do that. <laughs> you don't think just, that way? Is that what you're saying? I don't still think that way, no. Well, I guess I never thought that way in terms of superhero movies, but I applied that part of my brain to this and did end up enjoying it. I don't. I think you're selling yourself short. I think you could look at things that way. Oh, I think I could look at things that way, but then I would be less uh sure about what was actually going on I because see. i would be sure. concentrating on that very hard sure and that that makes sense i guess i let go of caring about the details of of what was going on yeah um and that helps <laughs> so you enjoyed this movie oh yes very much did you have a snack when you went uh i think i had popcorn mm. okay what's your favorite movie snack my my favorite movie snack is Milk Duds. Great choice. Do you have popcorn with it too? No, I don't. I usually just bring my snack with me. I I like to have a sweet and a salty. I like to have popcorn and usually Reese's Pieces. It's very healthy. Well, that seems like two savories to me. Well, yeah, peanut butter, but they, you know, they pumped so much sugar into that peanut butter and the Reese's Pieces. It's pretty sweet. Well, you you've always been a fan of those. Everything Reese's, yeah, I love. I did yeah. notice in the latest care package that there was plenty of uh, dark chocolate for Anna, but nothing for me. Yeah, I know, because I just happened to run into a lot of dark chocolate, because hmm. I know she likes it. And you, the only thing you like is, is Reese's, so it's hard to please you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't really eat that much. I don't really like that much candy. Yeah. But well, I, I know Anna doesn't either, but I know when she does, she likes to have something like dark chocolate. Yeah, so. and she enjoys those orange peels that you get her. Anyway, Mom, what is your grade for Captain America Civil War? Well, after we talked about it, see, my grade on paper here is, I said I would give this an F so hard that it rips the paper. <laughs> so now I'm not sure. Yeah, I, have, I, have I convinced you that it maybe it's not so bad? 
Yeah, I would just give it a soft F, maybe. <laughs> soft. Well, I'm sure the people at Marvel are there. The adrenaline is pumping through their veins now. Wow. Mom oh, and Pop care. gave us a soft F. That's a well, gentleman's A. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, what did you think of Stan Lee's uh, cameo? Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't need that. Stupid. Yes, I thought it was stupid, and you know, everybody in the theater kind of chuckled and ooh, ooh, you know, it was one of those moments where all the fans needed you to know that they knew they what was knew. going on here. Yeah. So, and yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I don't need the Stanley cameo. Right. Okay. Me neither. Okay. Good. But okay. good on you for recognizing him, though. Well, you know, there was just so much. Uh, blingity blang that when something normal <laughs> happened i was right sitting up in my seat <laughs> blingity blang that's great i'm putting that in the headline <laughs> too much blingity blang in captain america civil war that's right uh I'm, heard in, it here. I'm into it now and my buddies tell me that uh, captain america winter soldier is also excellent so i'm gonna check that out but i'm gonna let you get off the captain america train here mom <sighs> yeah Thank you. Okay, so Mom gives Captain America Civil War a soft F. Uh, remember to, let's see, we got a couple of requests to the readers. Tweet her yes. your binge-watching recommendations to at MoxieNH, M-O-X-I-E-N-H. And if you want Mom to give you advice, she's pretty good at it, send your questions to askmom at avclub.com. And uh, if we get any good ones, we'll answer some on the next podcast. How's that? Love it. All right. Mom, thanks as always for your opinions and your time, and especially for going to the theaters to see a movie that you really weren't that interested in. But you gave it a chance, and that's all I can ask. I did. That's what I'm here for. Okay. Uh, we'll be back with another Mom on Pop sometime soon. Thank you for listening. So long for now. <laughs>